podcast is going to win us an Emmy. It's harmless phosphorescence. Everyone, this is your host, Thoreau Smiley, and I'm as dirty as a warthog. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh CC, just driving around Africa looking for a little head. I'm Brian Lesh, and my locust bean cakes are your locust bean cakes, baby. I'm Alaric Weber, and I give shitty high fives. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You gotta look at the elbow. No, I don't know. He gives some decent ones. <laughs> The long so white hands. They're not those ones where you just kind of thrust the hand out like you're doing a football, like <laughs> or the miss. Yeah, the miss. Uh, this is harmless phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero ev- movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and source material, then we tell you all about it. This show. Is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too? It's a dollar a month. A buck. Dollar. Everybody, come on. I know there, there are, are, are ones of you listening to us right now. So go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. <laughs> what are you doing? Just giving that buck to a panhandler? Come right. on. This isn't a shakedown, but give us your dollar. Yeah, <laughs> we want to give us a buck. Come on, guys. <laughs> we can't even ride a bus with. Uh, yeah, but we got a ton of bonus shows there. Um, coming up later this month, we'll be doing an episode on Jack and Jill. Both of them. I was going to say, finally, Jill's story is sold. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the superhero <laughs> movie you've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkachino. Uh <laughs> I almost forgot. Oh. I did too. Uh, yeah, that's that's that's. Dunkachino is the one and only reason I'm even considering. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but this week, though, that's our that's our Patreon. Uh, that's our monthly movie, Patreon.com/slash/HarmlessEntertainment. But this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're watching. Sheena. Is it Queen of the Jungle? She was an innocent in a savage world. He was a stranger from a distant land. Their struggle against an overwhelming evil turned into a discovery of overpowering love. Sheena. She alone has the power to save paradise. (laughs) <laughs> that's it <laughs> nice and short <laughs> that was the only trailer i could find online it was 25 seconds i'm so that's glad insane. there wasn't more of the movie in the trailer <laughs> uh yeah because it definitely probably tricked people like but, it's a, it's tarzan it's, it's lady tarzan they gave no indication of like being brought up in the jungle or the bush or the, yeah uh, they use, it's just like this pretty lady can save paradise and this average looking man Again. We'll win her heart. Yeah. Um, to your question, though, Josh, um, it was the the movie was not Queen of the Jungle. It was just Sheena. Okay. Yeah. The internet was selling me both, but that, I but guess. Con- yeah. I guess it was released theatrically as Sheena, and sometimes sometimes on home video it was on the box titled Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Yeah, I see. And that would make sense. Just Sheena tells you nothing if you're not familiar with the pulp comic. You know, at least the Tarzan movies 
gave you a little like Lord of the Apes or Prince of Greystoke. Yeah, it gave you. This is just Sheena. It's like, what is she working in a local bar? Who is Sheena? (laughs) Sheena was a punk. Like, which Sheena are we talking about? Sheena. And this came out the same. Sheena can save Africa. This came out the same year as the uh, as uh, Tarzan. As Lord Greystoke, Tarzan. Prince of Greystoke. Prince of yeah, Greystoke. The, the, yeah. like, the serious one about yeah. his like yeah, noble with, family. With uh, the Highlander. What's his face? Is the, uh, as Tarzan. Oh, yeah, well, um, shit, Christ- well, Christopher it? something, right? Yeah, Christopher uh, Lambert. Christopher Lambert as Tarzan. Um, I, shit, that's, I remember. That's one we had on video that I watched multiple times. That's not I really, liked that movie. I loved it as a kid. Haven't seen it since the At 80s. The so I have no idea what it's like, actually. Yeah. That's true. I haven't watched a Tarzan movie since I've realized <laughs> that it's how just a dude. That <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just so racist. Just that brings hero. us to Sheena. <laughs> uh, Indeed, Sheena was released the seventeenth of August, nineteen eighty-four, my birthday week. Um, I was turning eight. Yeah, I was turning eight years old. Oh, I definitely. I, I actually I remember pictures of that birthday. It was uh, me with uh, I remember definitely with like Natalie and Jolon and all of them, but wearing right. a uh, a Michael Jackson "Beat It" t shirt, <laughs> blowing oh, out yeah. my candles. Yeah, man. I look back at old t shirts. Yeah, I had one that just had a Smurf on it that said "New Kid in Town." <laughs> Dude, what does that mean? I just want that. I want it now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I have so many band t shirts that I miss. So many vintage lost Star into workers. the ether. Oh yeah, ex girlfriends' closets and you know gas station bathrooms or wherever. <laughs> well, you got to stop getting shirtless in gas station bathrooms. Right? <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life, Thoreau. Don't gotta, tell you how to run your eat. business. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Released the seventeenth of August, nineteen eighty four, was Sheena. It has a running time of one hundred and seventeen minutes. It cost twenty five million dollars. What I assume a lot of that's like in equipment and access. and effects. They they and, blew up and, a helicopter. They and blew- flights and because they filmed this in Kenya, right? <laughs> Painting yeah. horses, yeah. black and like, white. They've yeah. <laughs> yes, and they filmed it in Kenya <laughs> and painted horses, black and white. <laughs> I, I think that getting things to that location was probably a large chunk of their budget. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like yeah, for instance- yeah, there's plane shots. Yeah, Jeep no action shots. It, it was a big production. They expected this to be a big, like, action summer movie. Um, That's true. Most of the shots are helicopter shots from bird's eye view, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, they definitely thought this was going to be something. They really did. Um, but it ended up making $5,700,000 at the box office. It was wow. it was a huge bomb. Um. Yeah, um, and I think that means, guys, let's play the box office top 10 game. Like, that has to be a concerted effort back at that time. You know, now we have Rotten Tomatoes and we let other people tell us. But, like, if it cost 25 and it only made 5 the country went out and told everyone, like, don't fucking see yeah, this. No, no. The like, first... How do you not accidentally make $10 million at that time? Right? Yeah, no. Like Just that... people that go to movies every weekend? The first week, people walked in. And watched Sheena and then went out and said, don't watch Sheena to everyone they knew. <laughs> There's not enough naked kids. 
Uh, um, so yeah, the box office top 10 game. This is the game where I am going to describe the top 10 movies of the week based on the box office mojo descriptions, mostly. And the guys are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing. Here we go. Um, I just wanted to point out that at number 11 was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, For how long had that been up? That had been out for, uh, nine weeks at that point um and uh yeah it had already made 162 million dollars and short round finally got his oscar yeah um at number 10 this week though yeah i'm gonna read just the first part of this sentence and see what you guys can come up with a young man way to start yeah a young man inadvertently breaks three important rules Oh, Gremlins. Gremlins! Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, I follow Joe Dante on social media. He is delightful. I bet. Oh, I want to do the burbs someday. <laughs> oh, my God. And Joe versus the that. Volcano. I love both of those movies. <laughs> Wait, that? that's that's not Tom Hanks and Joe versus the Volcano? That's Joe Dante? No. <laughs> no Joe Dante's the director. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, wait. I was thinking yeah. it was the kid from. No, he made those movies. One of the most one of the most comedic moments in any film is when the paper boy hits Tom Hanks with the paper, and he just throws his coffee <laughs> yes. in the direction of the kid. I feel like we've, you know, all right. So Tom Hanks, he got to be like an actor and win Oscars and shit. But I feel like we really lost uh, like one of the all time great comedic leads. Yeah, he was on his way to being a very funny man. Yeah, he's in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, it could happen. And I'm I'm excited to see him in a Wes Anderson movie. He's him dabbled and here Carell. and there, but after Philadelphia, yeah, he, there was like no, started pigeonholing him. There was there was no going back to like the Burbs and Bachelor Party movies for him. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the dog movie that he's in with the uh, Turner, Turner and Hooch? Hooch. Turner and Hooch. <laughs> yeah. Or if you ask me, Hooch and Turner. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that dog is the star. <laughs> Uh, at number nine this week at the box office. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I'm just gonna read the whole thing. There's no getting around this one. She grew up in the African wild, raised by a mystical witch woman. When her foster mother is framed for murder, she's forced to flee, helped by her ability to talk to animals and her knowledge of the jungle. Oh my god. How is that description? Gorillas like, in the mist. Yeah, how is that description more racist than the actual movie? Yeah, it somehow yeah. was. She was a sh- shaman, shaman, but they're like, no, witch lady. Oh. But anyways, yeah, Sheena. shit. Yeah, you Sheena know. opened at number nine, and it only got worse from there. I guess. Uh, uh, opening this week at number eight. Oh, wow. This is a movie I have not seen since probably 1985. A man who can enter and manipulate people's dreams is recruited by a government agency to help cure the president of his nightmares about nuclear war, but he stumbles upon an assassination plot. Oh, what is this movie? Uh, Freddy versus Nixon. <laughs> God, give me that movie. Wow, the CIA would totally hire Freddy Krueger. Dream. 
Wow, I I this I forgot this movie existed. Um <laughs> Enter Yeah, one actor. Yeah, um whew. okay, so um this movie is Let's see. This movie stars um, Dennis Quaid, Max von Sydow, Kate Capshaw, and Christopher Plummer. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's called Dreamscape. Oh. Oh. Huh. Kate Capshaw was working. Yeah. Temple of Doom. Yeah, well, and the, the poster looks so Indiana Jonesy, which is not what the movie was. Um, but Oh, yeah. it does not sound like that. <laughs> yeah. No, that movie was crazy. And but again, I haven't seen it since like nineteen eighty five, so I don't know what it what it's like in reality. <laughs> um at number seven this week, in its fifth week of release. How do I? Okay, this description. Um, an old man teaches a boy to to. This could be really bad or fine. <laughs> yeah, just an old man teaches a boy. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, in this day and age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What, what is he teaching? So this you ever seen a grown man naked, Tommy? It better be one of those three R's: reading, writing, or arithmetic. <laughs> Rectal examination. Um, he taught him the secret lies in the mind and heart, not in the hands. Oh, well, that's good. I guess that could be a lot worse. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, is, this is technically a uh, became a franchise that's still. It's currently ongoing, and it's in a different form. Is this the Puppet Master? No. Oh, my God. No. No. Mm. No. It's it's much more well-regarded than the Puppet Master. This this movie was a humongous hit, like I said, in its fifth week. It's already made $61 million domestic. Um, okay. It's still going on today. Still going on today in, a, in some form. Um like as a cartoon? No, no, no. It's a it is it's a series. I think it's currently on Netflix. Oh, the Adams Family? No, no, that was the nineties. Yeah, um, you, you were on it with the hands, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> the secret lies in the mind and heart, not in the hands. <laughs> oh, wait, an old man teaches a young boy <laughs> a young boy who was bullied. It was the 80s. Oh, Karate oh. Kid. Karate Kid, yes. Oh, yes, very yes. good. I was about to say never-ending story, which technically is never-ending. <laughs> it uh, was on Stranger Things, I guess, in that song. Yeah. It uh, lives on. Karate Kid, of course. Yeah. Oh, this movie. Wow. I feel like I watched... Okay, this next one I feel like I watched a lot as a kid, too, and I'm not sure why or... All right. Um, on his way to work... Teddy spots Charlotte, an incredibly beautiful woman. He really wants to meet her, but what would his wife say? Oh, I didn't remember that was the plot. <laughs> that This is one of those ones that has a paragraph on the poster. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Um, Shy, quiet, Teddy Pierce wanted a little adventure, and one day it walked into his life in a silk dress. 
Now his wife is packing a gun. His friends are going nuts trying to cover for him, and he's about to get caught with his pants down on the 6 o'clock news. Be very careful of what you want, because you just might get it. Is this a comedy? I think so. It definitely stars... It definitely stars... Is it, star- it Chevy Chase? No, no. It stars, uh, I'll just tell you, it stars Gene Wilder and Kelly LeBrock. Oh, the lady in red? Lady in, oh, woman in yeah. red. Woman, woman in, in red. And the song that went with it was Lady in Red, but. Yeah, Christopher it, Cross. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the movie was Woman in Red. All right. Yeah. Girl, so she it's, grew up. I knew her that. as a girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was a movie song? Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. He he wrote a few. Between the Moon and New York City was for a movie, I believe. Yeah, I think it was. What was it? I can't remember. It's something about Toledo. <laughs> um, at number, ooh, at number five this week, at Adams College, a group of bullied outcasts and misfits resolved to fight back for their peace and self-respect. Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds! You just got your asses kicked by a bunch of goddamn that, nerds. Yeah, that <laughs> that was filmed uh, here. here in Tucson. Yeah. They didn't have to change anything. It was Adams College. Everything had A's on it. Yeah. And uh, Booger, I can't remember his name in that. Is it Booger? Yeah, it's, it's Booger. Booger. Yeah, it's Booger. Wearing his Greasy Tony's shirt. Yeah. Huh. Oh, man, I miss Greasy Tony's. And where the asshole jocks lived was is that uh, it's the fraternity there in university with the columns. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. There and there was another one. Um, it was right around the park there on on Fourth. Uh, one of those houses with the columns was used also. I think it's the farmer. Right. That's one of them right around there. That yeah. agricultural. Well, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It used to be they've uh, the the frats have moved around a little bit. Yeah. The, <laughs> As they do. Used to be the uh, the Aggie house. Yes, the Aggies. That's right. Um, at number four this week at the box office, a young musician tormented by an abusive situation at home must contend with a rival singer, a burgeoning romance, and his own dissatisfied band as his star begins to rise. His band. <laughs> his band, <laughs> yes. This is a... This is a... Uh, Crossroads? No, no, no. This is a much bigger movie than that. And it stars a humongous star, not not known for his screen work. (laughs) Spawned one of the it's it 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 also has Oh is this Purple Rain? It is Purple Rain. Rain, yes. Yeah. Um Rockstar movies would be a uh, one I think would be fun to do at some point. Yeah, movies yeah. starring rock stars. For a while, they were like pro wrestlers are now. Yeah, like, let's see if they can make a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, for a, for a brief moment, it was dogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's see dogs had their day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they all got Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Their money was stolen. At Gary Coleman. At number three this week. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Um. Oof. Okay. 
I'm going to leave out the first part of this sentence and just say a group of teenagers band together to defend their town. Goonies! No! Really? Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Um, it's a movie that's just as well known as Goonies, though it does not hold up as well as Goonies Out, did. Uh, not outside. Uh, oh, Monster Squad? Nope. No, no. This is not a lighthearted teen romp. This is a serious movie. Very, very oh, Reagan era. Oh, oh, Red, Red Dawn. Dawn. Red Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that movie so bad. I, I would like to do remakes. I, can't, I, I would like to do like oh the original, the original and the remake I of can't, movies that were both bad. I can't believe they remade Red Dawn in the 21st century. Like, guys, the yeah. fuck? Right. <laughs> Throw, take a look around. And it was I'm North Korea. I'm surprised they don't remake that movie every fucking six months. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And just Somebody run it there. on Fox News or the Daily Wire or whatever. I'm sure the Daily Wire has one like in production right now. But yeah, oh, they God. wanted us to, to they wanted us to believe that North Korea put boots on the ground in the United States and succeeded. Right. Yeah. But like at least the Russians yeah. at that time, the Cold War, you know, we were at least told they could take us on. Like Right, you know. <laughs> they were like, before your missile gets here, your country's going to be gone. I want to double feature that with the interview. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Just our weird American pop culture takes on North Korea in particular. Who our enemies are, yeah. Yeah. Um, at number two this week. Three scientists forced out of their university set up shop. Ghostbusters. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What hey, don't forget, one was a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was hired on later. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't original. Yeah. He, Even he in the the lady remake, the only one not a scientist, Leslie Jones. Yeah. He works in the subway, yeah. Steve. Guys, come on. They, yeah. they couldn't even update that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Ghostbusters. What? The, as as a pre pre throw in the 80s, my two favorite movies were Star Wars and Ghostbusters. Like those yeah, were, man. The, those were the, the two columns. Goonies, Goonies was in the top ten, but Star Wars and Ghostbusters were the two for me for probably a Ooh. solid six years. So uh, at least in the, uh, the the last movie, Winston Zedmore, um, he's like the most successful of the four. Yeah, he yeah. he worked. It was insulting the the remake. Yeah. Um, and at number one. This week, opening at number one. Wow, I really thought this was okay. I did not realize. Okay, I didn't realize this was a standalone movie. I thought this was part of the franchise that this actor's was known for. All right, New Orleans single dad and cop Wes Block goes after a serial rapist slash killer, <laughs> but when he gets, t- <laughs> he's a hyphenate. But when he gets too close. <laughs> The crime EGOT. (laughs) But when it gets too close, the hunter suddenly becomes the hunted. (laughs) The question then, is he going to rape and kill him? Anyway. (laughs) Circle of life, I guess. I don't know how that works. It goes around. It comes around. I don't know. Max Block? 
West Block. West West Block. West Block. Not so bad, Lieutenant. Um, this I definitely thought this was part of a cop franchise that this actor is known for. I did not realize this was a standalone movie. <laughs> Robo God. Dad. That just reminded me, Barry Block is back. Barry. Yeah. Back. Oh, Barry. Yeah. I, yes. Barry. Hell yeah. Like there was a guy in this guy movie that reminded me of Noho Hank and <laughs> an animal. <laughs> okay, um, standalone. Yeah, um, like this. We've we have uh, we've done a monthly like, movie starring this actor. He's a he's one of the big all time actors. Um, like well, like in the heat of the night or something. I have no idea. Oh, a Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, it's a Clint. Oh, it's a Clint. I thought this was a Dirty Harry movie, but it is not. Oh. Um, the Big Easy? No, no, it's called. Oh, no, that was Dennis Quaid. I don't know if you guys are going to get it. The name is pretty nondescript. It's called Tightrope. Tightrope. I think the guy's like it, strangles yeah. people, so tightrope. Oh, he's, he's clever. He's a, yeah, it's like a word. Yeah. Garot didn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. didn't get butts and seats. Tourniquet, the movie. <laughs> Piano uh, Wire. Actually, that'd be a good title for a killer movie. Piano Wire. Piano Wire. A, 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 a murderer that's like set in like I don't know, like the 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 world of jazz. And he's like Hannibal Lecter. Like he has the character has perfect pitch, so um, he can hear his Ooh. instruments out of tune, and they insult him. <laughs> we should write this movie. I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like an episode of Fucking Monk or something, though. Uh, so that is yeah. it for the box office bo- top 10, which brings us to well, Tightrope was number one, huh? Tightrope was number one, opened at number I, one. Clint Eastwood could open a movie, man. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, that brings us to the comic book background. It's a comic book movie. Al, Professor Weber, shower us with your Educate. golden... Knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the uh, the character of Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, was created by Will Eisner and Jerry Iger. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Will um, Eisner's amazing. There's some dispute between the two as to who really came up with it. <laughs> like every comic book character ever. Yeah. Yeah. Both were thinking of a blonde lady. Yeah. yeah. Like, I decided to make her blonde because I did the colors. Um, the character first appeared in a British magazine, Wags, number 46, in January Wags. of 1938. Wags. <laughs> Wait. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm thinking of the racist term that British people use for Middle Eastern folk. Oh. Oof. Okay. Wags, which is wog, which is yeah, mm. from Lawrence Wags made by dogs for dogs. <laughs> the dog magazine that dogs love. <laughs> British dogs, of course. <laughs> A British dog magazine for British dogs. <laughs> made by British dogs. <laughs> Don't go with with all this Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Sheena first appeared in the United States in Jumbo Comics number one, published by Fiction House. She subsequently appeared in every issue of Jumbo Comics from September of 1938 to April of 1953. Oh, I'm sure she was popular. I'm sure she was stuffed under many a mattress. So 
uh, Jumbo Comics. I'm just curious. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Is was Jumbo like an eight and a half by eleven, or was that like? I'm I'm just curious about like the origins uh, of comics like, in this era. Were like, there smaller like Cracker Jack size comics, and then like a Jumbo comic is like. A normal size comic that we're that we know, or today. was it like the Archie style ones where it's like they're smaller but they're thick? No, yeah. so short, short and they, thick. Which one? Which one do we prefer? No, they were they were comic book size. Um, there had been larger ones previously, like magazine um, they, size. Magazine size. They would be in Life or newspapers. Jumbo was just a name. So there's like Jumbo Animal Funnies. Jumbo romance. Mm. It, it was just sort of a. It, it's just the brand. Then it's not them like highlighting like we're your ho- home for big comics. Not not, <laughs> no. not not like Archie Digest. Those were the digests. The short, they were thick probably ones. a lot thicker, but they weren't digests. I was like, oh thing. okay, yeah, interesting. I'm just curious about that era. I imagine it was one of those like you know five comics in one for a nickel. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Concurrently, she appeared in her 18-issue spin-off comic, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, from spring of 1942 to winter of 1952. Uh, it appears that it was a quarterly comic. Mm. Uh, this was groundbreaking in that it was the very first comic book to title star a female character preceding Wonder Woman by approximately three months. Interesting. Three months. Wow. Yeah, Wonder Woman number one was cover dated summer of 1942, and Sheena was spring the same year. The year of the ladies. So Sheena kind of lives in the same spot as like Flash Gordon in that like predating things, but not yes, making it into the modern era. Yeah. Like it, she didn't make this leap to popularity in the film. The, Failed. The, the, the costumes. Oh, there were films in the. Okay. No, no. There but were... like, like Flash Gordon, there were films and. and TV, many series and serials and things, but yeah, just bringing them into the modern era. But but once the people that grew work. up on them stopped, um, you know, being able to make the media, they stopped making the movies. Like Flash Gordon, Sheena, these are ones that like the 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 people making movies in the seventies and eighties were nostalgic for from their childhood, but it died off with them. It didn't continue to modern times. Right, it and, got ruined with like Phantom and Shadow. That was like yeah. the last gasp yes. of that bullshit. Yes, it, Rocketeer I mean, worked, but it was totally original. It's like uh, it's like Captain America almost didn't make it out of the eighties and nineties. And no, today, you know, like I was surprised they worked because he was so cheesy for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, remember Flash Gordon? Uh, ran in the papers. Uh, the strip. Uh, I think it continued into the the nineties. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Or was it more recently? Was it in the aughts? Hmm. I can't. Maybe I, I remember I'm... being very surprised. But I think uh, they continued to rerun them it in was... some in some papers. I've oh, seen... they do. They do yeah. still. Uh, See, I've seen Flash Gordon. Rerun Flash Gordon. Uh, but, but but like you know, no one like they weren't really being read by younger people. Like I did not. I remember seeing Flash Gordon in the papers as a kid, but I did not right. read it. I didn't. Or that and Dick Tracy, Sally Worth, and Dick Tracy. Yeah, since South it was uh, since it was just Spider-Man. two weeks ago, uh, Flash Gordon, the Daily Strip ran until 1992, and the Sunday Strip continued continued until 2003. Okay. Flash. Um, it's and the, it's those are originals, not reprints. It's interesting looking at comics. Um, this is a weird tangential thing, but looking at the the fact that we didn't read Flash Gordon as kids because it was a Sunday strip 
you know like i it was there i read it i didn't give a shit about it but i read i consumed a lot of full length comic books mm-hmm. it right. makes me wonder if if that's not unlike the generational shift between like now young kids are watching minute long tiktok videos instead of getting their content in like a longer form mm. Mm. just interesting the the, those those phases that we go through in the actual medium itself i wonder if that was a thing that you, i'm not going to consume a story one line well that's time. it yeah like i like the spider-man strip but it was a serial so there were three to four panels yeah you know it's like no i need a lot well, yeah. well, I and, need a whole book. And and I was no, I yeah, no, I was I was like learning about like the the action adventure comic serials in general. A lot of the time the first panel was a reprint of last week's last panel too. So it was really right. only two new panels on. a week. Right. That's interesting. I didn't even consider the previously right. on aspect of that. <laughs> or there yeah, like you'd be reading it and Spider-Man's not even in one of them. It's like Peter's still having the same problem. <laughs> like do we get a villain? Yeah. Uh, as mentioned, Sheena was published regularly from 1938 to 1953. Uh, this movie must have inspired some contemporary interest in the character, as Sheena appeared in several scattered publications in the 80s, 90s, aughts, and teens. Huh. I'm I'm curious uh, what uh, what like female readership of Sheena was. If there were women that were like, I'm drawn to this character because she has powers, and we don't get a lot of female representation. I, I, I don't know if there's any anecdotes or data to back that, but I wouldn't be surprised if if half of it was perverts and the other half was women being like, well, that's a, a surprisingly popular genre in the 40s and 50s were romance comics, literally yeah. romance comics. There's no story. There were also the horror comics, you know, yeah. the tales from the crypt and shit, but just romance, com- you know, just mm-hmm. falling in love. I have a feeling Sheena fell more into the masturbatory <laughs> yeah. realm of fans. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, I don't but, know. but I'm wondering... I, I was go. just going to say, I'm wondering, I bet there were some little girls that played Sheena. I know my dad, yeah, who was a child in the 40s, played Tarzan as a kid. Right. So, oh, yeah, I played Tarzan as a kid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Tila and Master. Any like female character, like your sister can have that doll. <laughs> you can have this doll. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was a lot of that kind yeah. of overlap. Yeah. Yeah, the girls uh, the always co- up playing Rogue or Jubilee when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. The comic rights to Sheena currently reside with Dynamite Entertainment, which began publishing Sheena comics in 2017. There's currently uh, a Dynamite Entertainment publishing Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. <laughs> Run by J.J. Walker. I'm uh, uncertain. I tried to find uh, when the most recent issue would have come out, but uh, I couldn't mm. couldn't find the, the date of some of the uh, more recent issues. So the, it might not be coming out this month, but uh, they still hold the rights. Some of these reimagined Sheena comics, uh, some of these comics reimagined Sheena as residing in South America rather than Africa. Oh, okay. That's a slightly less offensive. Uh, I think the, I believe the the Dynamite comics, uh, from what I uh, saw of images, I think they were back in Africa. Right. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the most recent was 2018. Okay. Okay. I know this movie wasn't Warner Brothers, but I would not have been surprised to learn that if DC or Warner Brothers had owned the character, 
Interesting. Oh, Dynamite. yeah. Yeah. Uh, this character, Sheena, is the young blonde daughter of Cardwell Rivington, who is exploring Africa with his daughter in tow. When Dad accidentally drinks a magic potion made by a native witch doctor, Sheena is orphaned. So he dies from drinking that? Yeah, what? How yeah, that... that is what that means, but it's, it made it sound like he got powers or like... Did did, did he become so she her poisoned powers? Him? What? <laughs> okay, so her dad was poisoned by the witch doctor? Accidentally. Oh, uh, an see. accidental magic poison. Oh, too Dad, much root. <laughs> Dad drinks some magic potion that he probably wasn't supposed to drink. Fair enough. And um, <laughs> he thought he was on an ayahuasca retreat. He thought it was water. He's all, <laughs> call, call me Moon Dragon now. The witch doctor Koba raises the young girl, teaching her the ways of the jungle and various African languages. Adult Sheena becomes queen of the jungle and acquires a monkey sidekick named Chim. Chim? Chim. <laughs> Fuck the pee. Um, which is weird. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, it, the name Chim might imply that it's a chimpanzee, but a chimpanzee it's, is an ape, not a monkey. It's yeah. short for Chim Chimari Chu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are Reese's. Uh, Sheena possesses the ability to communicate with wild animals and is proficient in fighting with knives, spears, bows, and makeshift weapons. So <laughs> anything. Sheena's adventures mostly involve encounters with slave traders, white hunters, native Africans, and wild animals, but she would also occasionally fight the likes of dinosaurs, leopard birds, cavemen, serpent okay. gods, vampire apes, etc. Vampire apes? Leopard birds? Leopard birds and vampires. <laughs> Can we go back to those yeah. two things? Yeah, I want the fire apes movie. Is that a cat with wings? Wait, or is that a bird with fire fur? apes? Aren't we fire apes? No, they, he said vampire apes, which is even well, better. Vampire, vampire Okay, no, no, that makes apes. sense. Oh, which that's is... got science behind it. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> vampire I, ape. I thought it was fire ape, and my mind went, a crazy place. <laughs> Just are those apes on fire, or can they use fire? Who knows? Let's oh. stay away. <laughs> on fire, and watch your back. That's all I can say. Um, I, I'm trying to find that list was longer. I, I truncated it with the oh. best ones, but the devil apes was another one in there, devil and gorilla men. <laughs> gorilla men. <laughs> Are those advanced gorillas, or are those men who have yeah, reverted sure. to gorilla? <laughs> oh, and yeah. there were there were lion men too. Um, so well, like like Flash Gordon, like like Thundercats. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. Are they lions with men's heads, or men with lions' bodies? <laughs> Maybe I got that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> lions with, with a lion man's head. head. <laughs> Just like, what's up, guys? That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in time, when Sheena's village is destroyed, she would find the companionship of a white safari guide, alternately known as Bob Reynolds, Bob Riley, Bob Rayburn, or Rick Thorne. <laughs> the, oh. ma the many faces of Bob and Rick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is he running from something? White man. Many identities. Johnson. Yep. Um, Whitey. Eventually, uh, Bob Pinciotti. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and Sheena changed her name to Midge. Midge. 
image. Um, Sheeta was ranked 59th in Comics Buyer's Guide's 100 Sexiest Women in Comics list. Woo! Of course that list exists. <laughs> what a list. I'm sure Power Girl when, was at the top. Was that a when, Maxim, you said? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Maxim. Remember? Oh no. <laughs> that piece of yeah. shit that I enjoyed. Um, yeah, Brian, when you were asking about uh, what women thought of Sheena, when I was looking at the uh, Wikipedia article under reception, you'd think something would be there, but that was the only sentence written under reception. So maybe Sheena. Not largely consumed by female readers then. Yeah, okay. probably not. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe not. I can see why she was a fan to women back in the day, but if you introduced her now, people's tits would explode. I, <laughs> would I mean, be so offended by what, Queen of the Jungle. Watching this yeah. movie was difficult today. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this was the updated version of Sheena. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. So, Thoreau, I don't know if you were going to uh, mention any of the. Uh, TV. I was. I was going to go through the uh, the the TV history of it. Okay. Russo it, and Midge. Yeah. Including uh, uh, the 50s and what was uh, and the 2000s and 2000s. Yes. Okay. All right. Then I'm done. All right. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you Al. Al. Yes. And Thank which that does bring us to the uh, screen uh, versions of Sheena. Um, it ran. As a TV series from 1955 to 56, one season. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure how many episodes, but just, but 26. 26. Thank you, Al. Yeah, I was gonna say it being the 50s, it was probably like 185 episodes per season. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> Love watching Twilight Zone, and it's just like if it had been a soap opera, yeah. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> Days of our jungle. Um, it's it starred Irish McCalla as Sheena. <laughs> Irish McCalla, who was mostly known as a model at the time. Um, yeah. She passed away in 2002 in Tucson, Arizona. Wow. Oh. She retired down here. Great place to die. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. I'm sorry, I just read her death. Complications from her fourth brain tumor. Oh my God. God. Sorry about my joke. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the enemy she couldn't defeat. But she say, claims she was discovered by Nasser Studios while throwing a bamboo spear on a Malibu beach. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty that's cool origin cool. story. For now you just Sheena, have to the be, queen of the jungle. Yeah. Now you just have to be related to somebody in the business. That's like she Tom Selleck. That's like Tom Selleck being discovered playing volleyball. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have discovered Beach volleyball. Him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him in those shorts. Uh, that mustache. That mustache could probably serve a ball on its own. Yeah. For real. God. Probably, <laughs> Does his taxes and everything too? There, there were a string of Bollywood movies throughout the eighties. Um, she, she, she first appeared in 
Bollywood. These were uncredited, unlicensed versions of her. No. In Tarzan Sudari, um, which uh, is also is translated as Lady Tarzan. Um, okay. Uh, let's see, Africa Dali Sheila, and Jungle Key Betty. Yeah. Uh, in two thousand. She, uh, there was a 35 episode, uh, 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 syndicated series starring Gina Lee Nolan, uh, wow. from Price is Right and Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this, uh, in this one, she could transform into any warm blooded animal once she gazed into its eyes. <laughs> Beast Wars. <laughs> what? <laughs> or Transmorphs? Is that what? Remember those books oh, that were terrifying? Oh, animorphs. 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 Yeah, they animorphs. came out after we were that age. But I would see the covers and I'd be like, "This." That's my era of Scholastic Book Fair. The, yeah, they really. So like, got... We miss Goosebumps and all that shit. Yeah, the the body horror of Animorphs is a thing I will never forget. I read the first <laughs> one and I thought. This is the stupidest shit I've ever read. I've never read another one. It's a little. Different. I remember thinking, yeah, the creep in the basement. You should read Catch Twenty Two if you really yeah. want to be. Scared. I read every. I read every Goosebumps book. That was fine. Those were fun. Oh my god! But like Animorphs, it's like so. It's a teenager who's like sad because his parents won't let him go out, and he became a lizard. What you got to do back then? And, <laughs> yeah. and, he, and then he went out and ate some bugs and came home and. That was an entire book. <laughs> the the only R.L. Stein book I've ever read was The Dead Lifeguard. <laughs> which, oh, yeah, which, what's that? Which we uh was was part of the uh the monolith players. Oh, sketch. that's right. You read from it. I read a, serious you were all No, I actually read the whole it. book after that, but I read a, Oh on stage. A, a, yeah, uh, the dramatic you did a monologue? I well, we did a sketch <laughs> where um, for it was for a variety show, and we did sketch comedy. But it was for uh, a sketch where we were Catholic schoolgirls, and um, I did a dramatic reading of the Dead Lifeguard while Al, dressed as a Catholic schoolgirl, did uh, did interpretive dance. That was their book report. They were allowed to put on a presentation. Yeah. And then wow. we also we also had actual little girls from the community. That was amazing. So so it was a, a classroom setting, mostly little kids, and then the four of us, the monolith players, is there. Just a bunch of teenagers. Kids. Yeah. With little kids. That's hilarious. No, we were Oh, you were well, grown men. We were like nineteen twenty. We were late teens. Somewhere oh, around yeah, there. I yeah. Guess, I guess yeah. So. Oh, and Josh was Mother Superior. That's right. That's and didn't you also talk about your vacation? Uh, yeah, no, 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 the, no, 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 my character's name was Mouse. Tammy Mussolini. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, went, I went to your Disneyland where Mickey Mouse choked on the vomit of his own capitalism. That's right. And I rode the it's teacup three times. Yeah. And I rode the teacups three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. Uh, Sheena... <laughs> was being developed in 2017 as a film reboot, which has not yet happened. <laughs> um, Is anybody attached or anybody rumored to be attached? No, there's nothing. They'll probably just find some underwear model, I'm sure. Yeah, they, there's there's no news about that. There's no interest in a Sheena reboot. Um, 
Uh, Somebody's got to own the property and feel like I'm sitting on a gold mine here, though. Right? Um, Dynamite does. Yeah. Um, Sheena is a punk rocker, is about Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Wow. Yeah. How? <laughs> in that she Joe, is a punk in that Joey Ramone said it was. <laughs> okay. I'll buy that. Um, and he wrote it. Yeah. Um, a cartoon drawing of Sheena appears on the record sleeve. Mm. Oh, there you go. Huh. And Ike Turner said that <laughs> Tina Turner stage persona because she was a uh, oh what was what was her real name it was um oh uh, Mabel or it was she, Ida May or something, something like that Ida May Ida May Anna May Anna May Bullock that was Tina Turner's real name yeah um, I just remember Laura's Fishborn yeah saying uh, it so angrily. They, Ike Turner originally wanted to name her Sheena Turner, but they went for the alliteration and changed it to Tina. But the look. The look. Yeah. Yeah. The, the look. hair. Mm-hmm. Those, the, the, the tassels. Up. Yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. Shredded she wore those, clothing. Yeah. Shredded clothing. That's Even after Ike, she did. Yeah. Well, she kind of continued with that and like beyond Thunderdome, she still had a Sheena vibe. That, totally dude, Sheena vibe. After watching this movie and now thinking back, that's interesting, man. I wonder how much of Tina Turner's fame made this movie possible. Mm, interesting, yeah. Oh, if only they'd gotten her to do a song for the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, it would have been Dude, so much better. She just should have been <laughs> Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, man. I'd have watched that movie. This soundtrack apparently had one 30-second piece of music <laughs> like composed for it, and they just ran it in a loop. Yeah. It's... It sounds like the exact same acoustic guitar music that plays at the end of A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, yeah. Like mm. the exact same piece. I, I haven't listened to them since watching the movie last night, but I was the whole time when that song would come back on, I was like, is this that weird romantic thing from the I end of A Fish Called Wanda? I didn't even notice music. Dude, I know that's, I didn't notice the score. I it don't, plays, I don't it remember refrains. It plays twice when they're invading Azan, and then at the end during the truck fight. What's what's crazy like, is that during they blow the, up a helicopter to silence. There's no yeah. crescendo or any kind no, no, of like what's crazy action is that, build. That truck fight you just slowly watch it fly into a rock. It's it's like majestic acoustic guitar to a truck fight. It's like what are you doing? It sounds okay. Not only does it sound like a fish called Wanda, it also sounds like uh, Princess Bride's music. It does, and it chariot like Bride music, too. and chariots of fire. Heavily influenced by Chariots of Fire. Yeah. This is the most like stolen musical theme that's just like. It's bad. Not even like, not even Pepper. Oh, yeah. Especially the titles when she's riding on the beach. What beach? And that's that same piece of music. Yeah. This is. What beach? (laughs) (laughs) It looks like a river. It's got to be a river. Um, It has to be. Because there are birds sitting in the water drinking it. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I'm sure it's a watering hole. Painted horses. But you're right. I had that Chariots of Fire vibe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the composer was Richard Hartley, who did a bunch of shit that no one... <laughs> who wandered into the studio one day. Oh, oh. The he... guy on the street with an acoustic guitar. For, yeah. for this score, he was nominated for a Golden Raspberry, which was the... The, uh... the original Razzies? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know what? The guy earned it. He played four bars of music and called it a score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost felt like a scam to get a check. 
Yeah, I was going to say, holy shit, he must have made bank off of this for such little work. Like, picked up the guitar and just noodled. It's like, I'll put a major seventh chord in there so it sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm looking. The biggest thing he ever scored outside of this, he did a ton of TV and a ton of bad movies people don't remember at all. Like, The Return of Captain Invincible, which almost made it onto our list, but it was Australian and never released worldwide. It was only released in Australia. Um, it stars uh, Alan Arkin as Captain oh. Invincible. Oh, what? That should be on Far the out. list because it stars Alan Arkin. <laughs> um Syrian. But uh, the biggest thing he ever did was the 1996 Stealing Beauty uh, film with uh, Liv Tyler. Is. Liv yeah, Tyler's in Italy, oh. and people want to oh. fuck her. That's the movie. Isn't that her whole life, though? I can buy that. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's not usually in Italy. <laughs> oh, Italy. <laughs> I thought you said L.A. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, the film itself. Um, so... Um, in 1974, basically a uh, <laughs> filmmaker said, hey, I should make a Sheena movie. He said, yes, I will buy an ounce of cocaine. And, he, and yeah, then he says. <laughs> yeah, I should. Uh, documentary filmmaker Paul Aratow. Um, so he obtained the rights and contacted Raquel Welch. And she said, sure. And Wasn't they, she in Caveman? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Seventy. She said. Oh, she said yes in seventy four. Immediately. Yeah, it was nineteen seventy four. People just. She's wow. not a prestige People just did actor. Things. She's just done a lot of work. Yeah. In seventy. Imagine that show this Raquel Welch would have been so much better. So I just. Oh, I'm thinking of Anne Margaret. Never I mind. Um, Moon Raquel and I, Welch also not very. No, no, no. I just. Uh, what, uh, this last week went to the loft and we watched the uh, that John Lennon May Pang documentary. It was oh. showing one night. It was pretty. It was very interesting. Um, she, the the friend, was there too, right? That you got to ask questions. Yeah, uh, Odell. Uh, oh yeah, who lives here in town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Chris Odell. Um, but yeah, no, and, and it, it was interesting. But the one, thing, the pertinent thing I'm talking about is in the seventies. Um, so the way May Pang got a job with Apple is she. She walked into their offices in New York and said, do you have any job openings? And they said, well, can you type? And she said, yes. And they said, welcome aboard. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking boomers, man. The 70s. I know. That's wow. all you had to do. Wow. Um, and she probably couldn't even type. No, she said she Yoko, lied. She lied. Yeah, she lied. Did Yoko introduce her to John? No, no. Meet her no, the no. They met her because she got a job there by At lying Apple. about typing. And John and Yoko came over to Apple to make a couple of their experimental films. And she was a um, was assigned to like like do like like just personal assistant work on set. And um, they started talking, and that hmm. John and Yoko took a shine to her. Um, yeah, I remember reading in the Goldman biography that like she sent. May on the last weekend because she, yes, 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 didn't she was done with John for the moment? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it was a little complicated, but yeah, basically, basically, I'm sure it was complicated. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, there was called her mother. It was very complicated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, there was two years where John and May basically lived as 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 a couple uh -huh. with like on their own. They even moved back to New York and got an apartment together for like six months before he went back to Yoko. Yeah. Whoa. That was during huh. the period. That was 
like by all accounts, like that was that was during the period where John was um, most doing things in the public. Like that was the time where he did uh, um, did uh, his work with Bowie and Elton John. Um, like everything he was yeah. doing, where he was like out in the public working with other people, where was during that period. Then he went back to Yoko, and she was like, "No, no, now we have a baby, and you stay home." Yeah, her uh, famous quote that not a lot of people know about is. Uh, I treat them like a mushroom. You just keep them in the dark and feed them shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yoko. <laughs> Yoko. Not a great lady. Um. <laughs> and an heiress to the Imperial Throne of Japan. Really? Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, John was no uh, saint himself. I don't oh, think no, she was a direct they, princess, they but she was a part of the royal family. John was no saint, but he was legitimately trying to better himself. Yoko. That's fair. Yeah. Um, just trying to grow good. mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John. John grew up in a like sea dock town with like poor fam. Like his like his dad was a merchant seaman, and like like that dude had. Well, his mom was his what grandma or aunt? His aunt, and he, he yeah, his aunt, and he used to hang out with his own mom before he knew she was his mom, mm-hmm. and then he found out. And shortly after that, she got hit by a truck and, and died. died. Yeah, yeah. No, dude was fucked up. Supposedly, he stomped a kid in Hamburg. Yeah, you don't know if he died or not. Yeah, no, John. John got in a lot of fist fights as a teenager. He was he was a ruffian. Yeah, he became king of the jungle. <laughs> yeah, he was a, yeah, he was a teddy boy. I was just gonna say, and that's how he got cast. <laughs> yeah, no, if we want to start a Beatles podcast, I'm all down, but we should get back to the point here. Um, Just Sheena. rock in general. Yeah. All right, yeah, Sheena. Sheena, um, yeah, so uh, anyways, uh, he took it to Columbia. They didn't make the film. Um, let's see. Uh, after only two months, I had an office at the studio and Raquel Welch was going to play Sheena. He said, the fucking 70s. <laughs> um. So Universal, uh, no, I'm sorry, he took to Universal first, not Columbia. Universal, um, they spent $65,000 developing it, then said, eh, never mind. So they went to Filmway. Filmway became Orion later in the 80s. Oh. Oh. Um, and they were going to do it for a while. Um, they got together. Um, that, uh, it, it, nothing went with anywhere with that for a couple years. So then... Uh, they took it to United Artists and they agreed to do it with writing a new script. Um, and basically just kind of nothing happened for five years. They put it into turnaround. Um, Columbia picked up the rights in 1980. They got Bo Derek on board. Okay. Uh, they were going to, they were going to spend 10 million on it. Um, but, uh, Oh, Eritau was still involved. He said, girls today need superheroes. I have a daughter who's six. She needs someone to look up to. I want Sheena. (laughs) She wants more child nudity. Yeah. Uh, I want this to be the type of picture parents can go see with their children. Are you shitting me? (laughs) Fail. I mean, like... I guess kinda, kinda. There's a lot There's so much of violence. Titties. Like the the, I don't know. I think that's our American 
perspective on the nudity thing, but like the violence is where I'm at. Like there's like we watch a guy get stabbed in the throat. Right, but see that doesn't bother, bother us, you know. Well, that's because I mean? we're it's, Americans, it's the, right? If it's we, the puritanical, we were, like you just said. Yeah. That if we were German, like, we'd be like, "What's with all this violence in this movie?" Oh, like, it's like, a visceral effect. Like you could have a relationship with your parents where you openly talk about sex and things like that, but if you're watching a movie and titties appear or sex starts happening, <laughs> yeah. it's just immediately uncomfortable. Yeah, I watched. Even though I watched Titanic with be. my grandmother as a small child in the movie theater. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the and, worst part were the boobs, not oh, the sinking in the chair. No, it was it was definitely the sex in the car oh, and the yeah. topless sketch that were That's the most it. uncomfortable moments in that movie. I bet, yeah. Uh, for a couple of Mormons, it was real weird. So imagine <laughs> growing up in the eighties where just arbitrarily tits appeared, just yeah. out of nowhere. This is what Eritau said about Sheena. Um, the comic book was hopelessly outdated. It in it. It involved the killing of endangered species and also had racist overtones. We decided to create our own interpretation. She's a modern contemporary woman. Sheena is an 80s film, so Sheena is an 80s woman living in the jungle. She's in tune with the natural order. It's like he's describing working girls, Gordy Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> a real 80s kind of gal. Well, this is before the movie was made, right? Is that when these comments were made, or is this afterwards? This was during the f- making of the film. Okay. I mean, I could see that the intention is there. The execution yeah, definitely sure. failed. Sure. Um, she has the whole conversation about, like, people who take things aren't good. You know? It's her asserting herself. I yeah, guess. there were themes. There were definitely there, themes. There were a couple of, like, pro-femme ideas that kind of came out of her mouth, and I went, like, oh. I mean, the Something. strongest characters are the women in the movie. Oh, yeah. for sure. The, the, the king is kind of milk toast. He got punched by Blossom's dad. I mean, that's <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, so um, they originally they hired on Leslie Stevens to write it. Um, he made it all. He he turned in what was essentially a fantasy script. There was a lot of like magic and superpowers. Uh, they said. <laughs> um, they felt that the basic concept was so fantastic that uh, that was too much. So then they brought in David Newman, who was a writer on the 78 Superman. Um, and uh, in addition to him, Lorenzo Semple Jr. has a... Oh. Uh, yeah. Batman. Yeah. Has a uh, writing credit on there. He was, um, yeah, he he was uh, the TV series, the Batman TV series. Um, he also wrote um, oof, uh, Parallax View, um, oh. Three Days of the Condor. What? Yeah. Um, he Good did, movies. Yeah. He uh, wrote the King Kong remake for Dino De Laurentiis in the 70s. Okay. Um, and he has writing credits on Never Say Never Again. And... Uh, never too young to die. Oh, uh, that was a uh, Richard Grieco film. No, John okay. Stamos. John Stamos. <laughs> it was supposed to be a James Bond like thing. All right. Anyways, so um, uh, yeah, and then of course, as I said, uh, David Newman did a pass. He had uh, he wrote Superman and Superman Two, the Donner Superman Two, um. He also has screenplay credit on Superman 3 and The Santa Claus. No, I'm sorry. Santa Claus, the movie. Um, 
which is different. Um, Dudley Moore. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, they brought in director uh, John Gillerman, who was, let's see, he was, he did all of the 50s and 60s Tarzan movies, um, including Tarzan's Greatest Adventure, Tarzan Goes to <laughs> India. Falling in love. Yeah. Um, he also directed The Tower Inferno and the 1976 King Kong. Um, he did the 78 Death on the Nile. Um, so, you know, he was, he, was, he was a well-regarded 60s and 70s filmmaker who was kind of on the way out. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, later on... Um, he, oh my God, he did King Kong Lives in 1986. Oof, yeah. His his later filmography was not great. This was the second to last film he made. King Kong Lives was his last film. Um, he uh, he lived until 2015 though, so I guess he just retired. Um, this movie stars Tanya Roberts as Sheena. We did speak about her when we did Beastmaster. Yep. Beastmaster. <laughs> she was the yeah, the blonde lady that. in Beastmaster, yeah. She, Didn't she used to sell dildos on TV late at night? Is that her? <laughs> um uh let's I I don't know. She, she was more of a she was more of a redhead in uh Beastmaster. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um she was uh yeah. let's see, she was um a Bond girl. She was in A View to Kill, 1985's A View to Kill, um, with Roger Moore. Was that his last one? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, she uh, she was the 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 wife of the next door neighbor in uh, the seven that 70s show. Bitch Pinciotti. Yeah. yeah, the the ditzy blonde. Next she door. ended up leaving the show because of that. She said they just kept making her stupider and stupider to the point where it wasn't even funny anymore. So good for her yeah yeah um she was in uh my camera which was uh the the that that series that in the detective 80s. show yeah yeah which wasn't bad um it was no spencer for hire no <laughs> it wasn't um but yeah she she started out as a model of course in the 70s um but she 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 was she also was trying to be a serious actress. She was uh, in the Broadway production of Antigone. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Picnic, which was a uh, um, a uh, William William Inga play. Um, but uh, yeah, so Tanya Roberts, who is the most 80s looking lady that isn't Connie to Tawny Katane that I've ever seen. Yeah. She had tons of pinup posters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ted was as Vic Casey. Um, as we've mentioned, he was blossoms dad, but he got his start as Danny Dallas and soap, which that's right. Yep. Holy shit. I've... Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, that's. Or, uh, I haven't seen Soap in so long. That's, I want to rewatch Soap in a way. Like, that was a I crazy really show. I really do. Richard Mulligan. You're younger, yeah. Brian. Have you ever watched Soap? No idea what it is. Oh, my like God. Crystal? Soap? Okay, so Soap is a sitcom spoof of soap operas. Oh. It's where mm-hmm. Benson, you know, Benson, Robert Guillaume, that's where the character of Benson, Benson was a spinoff of Soap. Yep. He played Billy ben- Crystal was a ventriloquist and Bill- always used the dummy. It was heavily, heavily serialized because it was a soap opera, but it was hilarious. Um, Billy Crystal, that's where he got his start. He played a ventri- um He wasn't a ventriloquist. He played a gay character. The ventriloquist, oh, right. the ventriloquist was the guy that later went on to be on uh, Newhart. What's his face? Um, and Oh, not wait. Peter Scolari. No, it wasn't Peter Scolari. I'm sorry. He looks like Peter Scolari. Um but yeah, let's see. Um, Billy Crystal, he played a gay, he he played a gay kid in that. Uh, Richard Mulligan. Richard Mulligan was in that. Um, the mom from uh from or the, from who's Mona, the boss? Mona from Mona. Who's the Boss was in that. Um, Robert Guillaume. Hellman. Mary Hellman. Yes, yes. Catherine Hellman. Um, great Catherine show. Hellman. I absolutely recommend watching it. I haven't seen it in years, but it was a seven late seventies, early eighties sitcom. That. And it was high concept. It sounds goofy, but it, it, yeah. it, it was uh, different than what was on TV at the time. Yeah, it was very, very different because, like like I said, it was heavily serialized because it was supposed to be a soap opera parody. It was basically cool. the airplane version of soap operas. Oh. Air- yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, check it out. Yeah. Is it on... Do you guys know if it's on anything? What what, what uh, oh, network? Ran probably. It? No, I haven't. Was it I like haven't NBC? found it. Oh, MDB says it's on Crackle. There you go. I okay. I watched Sheena on Crackle, and I have to tell you, the commercials were a relief. Every time I saw that Capital <laughs> One guy, I was like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh. Um, it is streaming on, t- yeah, Crackle, Tubi, and uh, Fubo. Oh, where all your favorite movies are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The nonsensical word. Tubi's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, other than Soap and Blossom, uh, let's see, Ted Waz, uh, oof, his film career, <laughs> this was probably the peak of his film career, honestly. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. He was in Oh, God, You Devil. Huh. Interesting. The 1986 version of the Canterville Ghost. Um, let's see. Oh, he was in a TV series called Men. Oh. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it was the same guy that did Dream On. Remember that show? Yes. Yeah, Dream On. That was a crazy show. They can't show that now because there was so... The music rights are ridiculous um <laughs> and the misogyny right. well that too yeah but um most in, in the last 20 years he's mostly been a television director he's directed um episodes of big bang theory two and a half men everybody hates chris scrubs um two broke hmm. girls uh blossom of chuck lorry i wonder um, it sounds like he worked for Chuck Lorre. And it absolutely sounds like he worked for Chuck Lorre. Blossom was produced by Chuck Lorre. Does not come up. No. All right. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's what he's mostly been doing the last twenty years. 
Donovan Scott as Fletch Agronsky. <laughs> he had a last name. Okay, Fletch Agronsky. Um, oh, his his film debut was in ni- Steven Spielberg's 1941. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Okay. He was a character actor. He was Caster in Popeye. Two weeks. Oh, he was. Oh he was Caster Oil. That's right. Two weeks of this dude in a row. He was, making he was Paco and Zorro the Gay Blade. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. I love Zorro the Gay Blade. He uh, got paper. He was he was Leslie Barbara, Cadet Leslie Barbara in Police Academy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I was. just watched Police Academy like four days ago. Oh, oh my God. Was. He, was, that, so he, he was a lot. He was a lot like that, uh, the actor that played Flounder in Animal House. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if yeah. you needed that sort of round kind of goofy guy. Yes, absolutely. He was a deputy in Back to the Future Part 3. Um, this guy's worked, man. Okay, he was. He did a ton of TV. Um, Trapper John, Remington Steel. Um, he was in Splash 2. He was in Psycho 3. Um, oh, he was in Crazies. Oh, that, that, that that's not that long ago. No, no, it, that was 1991. Oh, then there was one recently called The Crazies. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like tons of TV work. Frasier, The Middle. Um, his, uh, he, he's, he's in, oh, no. Oh, okay, no. So that's a, okay. His most recent work was in 2017 in the TV show Somerville. Yeah, which I have never heard of. But um, let's see. That brings us to Princess Elizabeth of Toro. No yes. relation to Benicio del Toro. <laughs> I had to look her up. I thought she was the princess in coming to America. Oh, no. Yeah, no. So she is um, the royal, the princess royal of the kingdom of Toro. Um, she is a politician, a diplomat, and a model. Oh, the she's the shaman. Yeah, the shaman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the queen. Oh, I yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, she's. Uh, I did not have to look this. <laughs> okay. Um, she was the minister of foreign affairs under Idi Amin, only for like eight or nine months. Though. Yes, from February to November of 1974. <laughs> yeah, hopefully she was smart enough to yeah. smell the winds of change, like. We need to get out of here. Did, did you look? Did, are you looking at her Wikipedia page? Yeah. Um, are so in exile, returns, then back in exile, like immediately afterwards. Her life story is crazy, and this movie is right smack in the middle of it. Yeah, that's wild. Eating men, man. I'm surprised she survived. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. I mean, being so brutal, man, connected to the outside world and all that stuff, and serving under right. him in his government, and then fleeing. I mean, the foreign minister. Yeah, she was yeah. probably in charge of the propaganda. Yeah, dude, like, eight people. <laughs> it's it's very interesting. I I'm so curious what she thought about making this movie, about watching, you know, like being involved in like a coup in an African government in a movie. As- after serving in an African government. Has anyone ever seen Last King of Scotland? Yeah, Yeah. when it came out. McAvoy and um, Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. 
crazy movie. Yeah, yeah, man. So okay, so she is still alive. All right, this is so this is crazy. So um, let's see. Uh, yeah, she is, she she escaped to Kenya in 1975, then lived in Vienna and London, then she returned to Uganda four years later, um, to help with their first national free elections. Um, they were won by Obote, who continued killing his enemies. So she and her lover, Prince Wilberforce Niabongo, son of Prince Leo Sharpo Chaki, escaped to London in 1980 and married Wilber- in 1981. Wilberforce is an incredible name. I just got to say that. Wilberforce is a hell of a name. Fuck yeah. Um, then <laughs> it says that in 1984, she played the shaman in China. <laughs> in 85, Abote was overthrown and was, um, and was replaced by... Yaware Museveni. In 1986, Elizabeth was, uh, or she returned, and in 1986, she was appointed ambassador to the United States. Um, then uh, in 1988, her husband, who was an aviation engineer, was killed in a plane crash. Following the death of her husband, um, she got a, became involved in charity work. Um, she became an official guardian of her brother's son, Rukidi the fourth, who has been the reigning Toro monarch since 1995, um, she was then served as Uganda's ambassador to Germany and the Vatican. Um, since what? Then, since then, she has served um, on Uganda's high commission as high as Uganda's high commissioner to Nigeria. Imagine what that woman knows. Yeah. Wow. So the guy who overthrew the Ugandan president in what eighty six, I think, is what they said, yes. um, is yeah. still the Ugandan president. Yes, they, I, I looked him up, and in the sixth election for the president of Uganda, uh, international observers confirmed that these elections were neither free nor fair, which I just thought was yeah, hilarious. well, well, like, well not hilarious CIA in a good way, gets, but like yeah, exactly. Like when the CIA gets involved, it, it's messy. Yeah. They love to topple government. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's Shaman. <laughs> Easily the most interesting. Both character and Damn actor person. in this movie. Yeah. Like, she was an ambassador to the Vatican? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's insane. Like, yeah. What, what she must have seen and heard. Yeah. No, like, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, let's see. France uh, Zobda played Countess Zonda, <laughs> who was the the one the the prince's girlfriend, who was also the king's girlfriend, apparently. Um, cast for having striking, interesting green eyes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was the yeah. one I thought was. Uh, yeah, she's she's Coming best known America. for Sheena. This is like what she is most known for. But she was also she's done a ton of. It looks like a ton of of weird TV movies and um, stuff yeah. in France. Well, I don't know uh, stuff that's in the link stuff that's in French. I guess I don't know what country <laughs> it's from. Um, but uh, which is you know her name is France, so I guess that's handy, convenient. Um, yeah, but she, um, she she only had one green eye, right? She had a heterochromia. Oh, I did not catch that. I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, I thought her eyes were different colors. 
maybe. Very photogenic. I'm surprised she didn't work for it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Trevor Thomas as Prince Atwani. Uh, let's see. He is, uh, mm, he has a, he has a, he has a fair amount of credits. Nothing really big. Um, something called Black Joy, which was a, uh, blaxploitation film from the seventies. Um, Yesterday's Hero, which was a film starring Suzanne Summers. Oh, and Carrie Elwes. Huh. Um, sp- oh, he. let's see. He was in the Space 1999, um, the TV series. Um, yeah, a bunch, bunch of bad TV and film work in the 70s, <laughs> including... An episode of a TV show called Minder, which was about a which is about British comedy drama about the London criminal underworld. But he was in an episode called Fiddler on the Hoof. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So a minder that's like a British word for fixer. I, maybe I'd imagine so. Yeah. Um, How do they have to have their own words? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Brits <laughs> and their trainers. It's a television. Uh, uh, Clifton Jones played King Jabalani. Uh, he's Jamaican and did mostly TV. Uh, John Forgham, Forge him. John Forge him as uh, Colonel Jorgensen. The, is he the guy with the blonde hair? The like super blonde yeah, hair? Yeah, the guy that yeah. I, I was wondering what is that like George Papard or like No, I I thought he was the um uh game warden from Jurassic Park. Oh, like I had to, oh. I, you know they're like quiet they're approaching the Tyrannosaur paddock. You know, that guy clever yeah. girl. Yeah, clever yeah. girl. But it's not him. Yeah. But he looks like he's in Mad Max. Everybody else is in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Discount discount Rutger Hauer is what I could call. Yes, him. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. He, he, his vibe kind of reminded me of uh the, the nihilist from uh Big oh. Lebowski. Uh, Uli. Yeah. Uli. Yeah. So so this Must be exhausting. Yeah. So George Forgem, um he did a bunch of TV throughout the sixties and seventies. The he was in the Avengers TV show. Um prof- the professional uh, a bunch of TV shows we don't remember because we Dramas and action films did not survive the 60s and 70s to today. No one wants to watch that shit. Um, He was in the original Italian Job, the 1969 version. Um, He was in a 1973 movie called Adolf Hitler, My Part in His Downfall. His character's name was Wally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's who took down Hitler. (laughs) A guy named Wally. (laughs) <sighs> the third right most feared enemy oh, Wally <laughs> he did a, he was mostly in British movies stuff that did not make it over here it looks like oof um, his last film was Dead Man Running in 2009 he, <laughs> that guy wants to get to the electric right? he passed away um in 2017, 
Uh, yeah. Um, that's it, right? Yeah, it. there's nobody else really of note. Um, yeah, no, no one else is really well known or played characters that were necessarily very interesting. So, um, that's about it. This movie was reviewed by Siskel and Ebert. We've had a lot of bad movies this summer, but we haven't had as many totally ridiculous movies as we usually have, or at least that's what I thought until I saw Sheena, which is based on the old TV series, remember, with Irish McCollum as right. Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. The movie tells the story of a little blonde girl who grows up to rule an African tribe and speak the language of the elephants and talk to the zebras and make her own jungle clothing out of such crude and simple materials as you might find in a boutique in Malibu. Right, North Beach Leather Company. <laughs> <laughs> then an American TV crew discovers Sheena and instantly takes her side during a period of revolution in the kingdom. He's a real ace and investigative reporter for television. He never asks her a question like, Sheena, tell me, why are you the only member of your tribe who speaks with an American accent? Where did you learn to speak that way? That's Tanya Roberts as Sheena. She doesn't look like quite such an authentic jungle creature as Tarzan did at the beginning of the movie Greystoke, but maybe that's because her African Earth Mother is played by Elizabeth of Toro, who is one of the most famous fashion models in the world. And I guess that's maybe they use clay and things to make all of their wonderful eye makeup and mascara <laughs> right. and so forth. That was Ted Wass as the handsome anchor man who falls in love with her. And I know what my favorite moment in this movie is. There's no contest. It comes after the anchor man has met this incredibly beautiful and bizarre creature who's been living in the jungle and swinging from one tree to another and talking to the animals and communicating. She holds her hands like this and communicates by ESP with the elephants, right, you like, know. Then they come and do whatever she wants. Like she's to got a headache or something. Right. So what does this guy say? Something like, teach me how to talk to the elephants? No, he says, what I love to do is take you to Wall Street and show you the World Trade Center while we both eat peanuts. This is a really savvy guy. And it's a really bad movie. All right, that's your favorite worst moment in the movie? Here is mine. I mean, this is a dumb film, and that's okay. But it gets just too ridiculous when, in the climactic scene, they're up in an airplane, and it's a big battle. What comes to Sheena's rescue? An attack of killer flamingos. <laughs> Weren't you just... I thought, no, they're not going to do this. They're not going to actually have the birds come in the cabin of the plane and attack, so you see long pink beaks attacking people. They did it. They actually did it. I was stunned. I'll tell you something that amazed me even more, and that's the amount of nudity in this film. Yeah. Now, this movie is PG, right. not PG-13. Right. PG, and it is the only, I think, PG movie in history that could play directly on the Playboy channel. <laughs> we see more of Tanya Roberts in this picture than we saw of last month's Playmate. Coming up next at the movies, someone is trying to get inside the head of the President of the United States and kill him by invading his dreams. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen them enjoy themselves so much. Yeah. Ever. I agreed with both of them entirely. I'm so glad Gene brought up the flamingo scene because I can't wait. Yeah. And the nudity, which surprised me. I'm surprised the nudity came up because it's the 80s. But, yeah, absolutely. But they didn't mention the child nudity. Yeah. Like, I understand Roger's point. Like, there's a lot of Tanya Roberts for a PG film. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of, of the tribes, ladies, <laughs> dancing oh, yeah, topless. Sure. and But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, guys. You ready to jump into this movie? Yeah. Okay. Bury me. <laughs> let's let's swing on a very conveniently placed vine. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> Queen of the Jungle, by the way, this all takes place on the savannah. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. 
Very few jungle animals are seen. There yeah. are some uh, sky islands. Yeah. In there. Yeah. yeah. Jungle. Not a lot. <laughs> but all right, here we go. This is Sheena. We open in Africa. <laughs> a jeep is making its way through something. Jungle, the savanna. I don't know. It's driving. Uh, we meet Philip and Betsy Ames and their daughter, Janet. <laughs> They're investigating rumors of a mystical healing earth whose powers are said to flow from the sacred Judara mountain. They come across a man buried up to his neck and witness a healing ceremony by the Zambuli tribe. We're shown the picture of him. He has cancer, yeah. really bad cancer. Yeah, he's got the tumors and everything. He should be dead. Uh, I love... Yeah, that's another boomer thing. Just bring your kid. <laughs> Just bring your kid to any dangerous situation. Yeah, it'll be fine. And then leave it to its own devices. Yeah, absolutely. They did not get her a babysitter or anything. They took her to Africa on this rather dubious mission. Yeah, she doesn't have a grandmother. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they stay with the tribe. They go into a cave to... I don't know. <laughs> Dude, samples. Take samples. Yeah. That's uh, all scientists do in movies. Uh, Janet follows them. Nobody notices. And then she uses... And then then brutally murders them using her powerful toddler voice. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some kids that can murder with their screams. That's true. She causes a cave-in. That I thought it was it was mom that caused the cave in. Oh, I thought it was the kid screaming her sc- for her. No. Yeah, she mom screamed out Janet. Okay. Which, well, because that little girl's mouth name is the cave. Janet. She's she's using her PTO from her HR job. <laughs> <laughs> so a newly orphaned Janet is adopted by the shaman, who immediately says, "You're the queen of the jungle now." Yeah, uh, there's a prophecy. Uh, oh, was there a prophecy? There was, there was a prophecy. Tarzan. There was a prophecy. Some the- white people will die in a cave and leave their baby, and she will become queen of the jungle. <laughs> and will leave their problem. Yeah, so Janet's days of overalls and shirts in general are finally over. <laughs> finally. We get a montage of, of a... Of a topless Sheena growing up, learning to communicate with the animals through ESP, um, telepathy. Eventually, she is forced to start wearing a top, paint a horse like a zebra, and ride around in slow motion on the beach. Then we get Man, a credit sequence. I will tell you this. When they, because they're, okay, so we get a little baby kid walking around in Africa uh-huh. in a diaper, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But then we get like, young kid in a loincloth. And I was like, okay, all right, well, hopefully this is over quick. And then we get a secondary kid in a loincloth. Who's like 11 or 12, maybe? And that yeah. was where I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is this movie, man? Yeah. And That's then, what I mean. If you're a creep, you own this movie. Oh, and uh, but I mean, and then all of a sudden we roll credits and the movie starts and I was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> she rode up in a bikini top. I've never been so happy to see a grown woman in a bikini top. Yeah, Although just a relief. It would have been it would have been a choice if they'd had her play the entire movie. Honest, honestly, I I would not have 
bulk. That would have made more sense. It would have made a lot of sense. It would have been like it would have been a bold ass choice. But (laughs) being three kids just like in states of undress in the first ten minutes of this movie, I was like, oh god, what are we doing? Yeah, it was. It's one thing. It's one thing to see baby Kalel, baby dick, for a brief. A shot. Yeah, a shot. Yeah. But this is like having ten-year-old Kalel. She's with running and jumping, dip, and you know, yeah. like yeah, and yeah. and again, the the toddler version. All right, fine, whatever. She's a she's a baby basically walking around. By the time they got to the preteen one, it's like yeah. put a fucking shirt on this kid. Yeah, like it's uh, weird to see in the movie, but to me, it felt like probably what would have happened in real life if this girl had been raised sure. in Africa. But this is I mean, weird to totally. see. This is she. But well, why do why what? do the other women not? Wear tops. Yeah. Some do, but it's not like a societal thing to them. This is also Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Like, realism is not something we are super focused on. No, of yeah. course not. And I love Roger and Jean both made the crack about, like, how suddenly they are, like, boutique bras and, yeah. you know, bottoms and, like, sewn leather that's been tanned. And <laughs> So we cut to the city. Um, it's the country of Tagora. We meet the king's ex-football champion younger brother, Prince Atwani. Flash. He's a <laughs> kicker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah so, which kicker. is not to not to disparage any athletes, but it's like the least athletic football position. You don't have to do a lot of the training and stuff necessarily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was a really funny choice to not make him the quarterback or some like pivotal, right. kick, pivotal player on the team. He He's apparently a won a Super Bowl. <laughs> he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Is that? He's got he a he 60 yard field goal. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He did kick a 60 yard field goal. And yeah, you can be a good kicker, but it's a utility position. There's just yeah. one. Yeah. But he, he was probably a soccer player. Oh, yeah. That oh, makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's uh, conspiring with a white guy in a bow tie. Um, who <laughs> he wears that suit too long. He does. Who apparently just picked up smoking. Jude made the joke: "Is this his first cigarette? Is that why he's?" Well, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I mean, we you guys understand why he was coughing, right? It was them showing that he's trying to get to the mountain so he can get the healing yeah. properties. He's right. not trying for the money. He's got the power. lung cancer. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to but, die. But but they also follow the movie rule of if you're coughing in a movie, you're going to be dead soon. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the cigarette that never leaves his mouth. Yeah. This is an interest. I thought this was an interesting choice to put up front because they kill him pretty swiftly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, in, instead of having right him be a, a, a tool to do anything, he just dies. It you would make more sense evil. that they're right. Yeah. Like it, some, like a bad guy also searching for the healing sands, but it becomes a political revolution type yeah, movie. Yeah. It's a coup. Yeah. I it's think, a coup when it could have been like, I'm also looking for the healing earth. I think if he had lived a little bit longer, it would have been better for the villain aspect of this movie instead yeah. of it just being a, a cold blooded, I'm taking the throne and the I love that titanium. <laughs> He's at that outdoor well, cafe, so it's like an alternate version of what happened to Alfred. <laughs> well, and and I'd point out that the prince wants it because wants this land that the Zambuli tribe are on, yeah, because it's full of quote titanium. He's not even yeah. interested in the magic dirt. No, he wants to mine it. 
yeah. So, but yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, yeah, the bow tie dude dies pretty quick. Um, uh, uh, the prince poisons him. Uh, then we cut to sh- the shaman who's had a vision foretelling the death of the king, so she heads to the capital to try to warn him. Then we meet sports reporter. Sorry, we cut to Sheena bathing in a waterfall. <laughs> yeah, to be clear. Don't forget. Near, near the shaman, they're traveling to yes. the capital city of Assam. I mean, every superhero movie has a shot of the hero bathing. In a waterfall, in a waterfall. <laughs> right? Yeah, right, that's pretty yeah. normal. Like we've, yeah. I've seen N- Captain America's naked. butt in the shower, <laughs> or Robert Downey Jr. just completely naked in right. a waterfall, just passed out. Sorry, that's my dream there. journal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we cut to sports recorder, or well, we meet sports reporter Vic Casey and his cameraman Fletch. They're flying to the capital. Um, Fletch spots Sheena from the plane. <laughs> Yeah, and I love the first reaction. He's like, a blonde gorilla? Yeah. <laughs> Does he mean albino, but yeah. a blonde gorilla? Also, that's so weird that Fletch is on this water diet. Yeah, that was it odd. Does, I'm not sure what that it was It comes about. up again, but it never comes up in any practical way. I'm very, yeah. I was very unclear on what the water diet was all about. They actually sell water pills, uh, you know, diet and they're they're just water pills that fill your belly. Hmm. I think you think you're hungry or full. <laughs> Opposite. I, I mean, fad diets were kind of a thing at this point. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I I get it, but there should have been a funny sequence of him peeing or something, you know. Or because at the very first, I thought it was like, uh, what is it, Uzo or uh, or vodka? Yeah. I thought it was a liquor, and yeah. the dude was sort of tempering oh. his shots. Like, how many has that been? Uh, three, four. But then it turns out that it's water, so he can lose weight. Yeah, and then later on, he's like two-handing whiskey and water, like because like <sighs> of two minds. It's this movie's dumb. Um, so yeah, they, they they played a they played a worse joke out of it. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Yeah. They could have. Right. Yeah. Um, so they land at the capital. They meet the king and the prince. They get ready for that night's big state dinner. Uh, meanwhile, the prince and his brother's fiance, Countess Zonda plot together to have the king assassinated so they can mine the Zambuli land. They plan on framing the Zambuli for the murder using a um, Zambuli bow. Did he teach him how to high five at this point? Around here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when he got off the plane and he met the royals. <laughs> I love the king. I found it tingling and delightful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great <laughs> I can say that about high, so many things. high five, right? <laughs> uh... Uh, the shaman arrives in the city and immediately gets arrested. <laughs> By a dude that looks like Idi Amin. Yeah. He does look like Idi Amin. He does. Like big and the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the cops are apparently working for Zonda. What were they going to do if a Zambuli tribesperson hadn't shown up as far as like, um, as far yeah. as framing the Zambuli? Were they just going to like, oh, be like, oh. I mean, they had the bow, but what what was their other plan? Like, what, what we found this bow? It must have been the Zambuli, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was convenient for them that the the shaman rolled well, up right at the time. I have so many questions. Well, and and he kind of says that to the no, the, the bride in waiting, where where he she, he's like, "That's a brilliant plan. How did I not think of that? This conspiracy is the worst idea ever." 
they mount a crossbow in a tree uh-huh. and shoot it right. from about uh you know 20 yards away uh-huh and yeah. you know crossbows generally projectiles travel in a straight line or in an arc but you well, can it- like follow and see like oh hey look it wasn't shot it, it who who yeah. was supposed to remove the crossbow from the tree? Yeah, and wouldn't they all have turned immediately to where it came from and seen the crossbow because it was pretty visible? Well, and like and when when they show up with the uh, Zamboni tribes, Zambuli <laughs> tribeswoman, um, I forget yeah, what pasta they're out. named after. Um, they Be come silly. from a different direction than the arrow completely. Like so many, just if I were sitting there at the party, I'd be like, "This is fishy as hell, man." Yeah. Well, it's weird because it starts out as sort of a cute fish out of water movie with some magic realism, you know, talks to animals and stuff, and then it becomes Iron Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. And then it becomes like a military air fight political. Yeah. Well, you know, like she still talks to animals, but it's so secondary. It's so like. It becomes less. Uh, it's Iron Black Eagle. Hawk Down. It, it makes me think of. Uh, Return of the Jedi mm. and Ewok Village. The back half of this movie yeah. is just Princess oh, Leia. The, the fight on Endor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that night, Vic and Fletch are filming the dinner. The king gets killed by an arrow from the crossbow that's made to look like the shaman shot it from a Zambuli bow. I wish it really was Fletch. <laughs> yeah. Um, after dinner, Vic and Fletch, with their assistant, review the film and realize that the shaman was framed. The arrow came from the crossbow. Um, so they head out to a prison <laughs> to interview the shaman. Vic and Fletch arrive to see, in time to see Sheena and her animal friends rescue. They okay, saw I just a wanna... guy with a crossbow on the grassy knoll. <laughs> I need to go back to this conspiracy. They captured the crossbow on film. They were there at the behest of the guy murdering the king. Yeah. He brought a camera to his conspiracy. That was a dumb idea. <laughs> why, are, why are you talking about the crime we're doing? It, it, it <laughs> makes me think of The Wire when uh, What's-His-Face Stringer Bell's like, are you taking notes on a fucking criminal conspiracy right now? Like, right, exactly. You invited a cameraman to your own murder? Like, why? <gasps> he, he wanted, uh, he stated it uh, to uh, Bowtie Guy, I think. Um that he wanted the world to see his like pain at his brother's death. But the moment uh, it happens, he's dramatic. so bad. Like he's not playing. It's dramatic. He's also, the host of the African version of Jackass. Yeah. He's like zebra ass. <laughs> lifts his brother's head up and goes, Oh, I guess I'm the king now. Bump. Like, <laughs> but also I'm the captain now. The, the, also that arrow does not, like that arrow goes kind of into his sternum there, like this middle area. He would not have fallen over dead immediately from that. It would have been like, oh, ow, an arrow, get me to the hospital. And yeah, like, if it if it hits you center, you could survive. And if it hits you low in your guts, absolutely he'll survive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he just fell over dead immediately. You have to well, hit something in the heart or the head. Anybody that's been bow hunting will tell you. Like, I got the it in the leg. Is, now the it's mad. On that arrow is huge, though. It is a yeah, big, it big tip. It is. So, so maybe it did perforate his heart. Maybe. Uh, I yeah. I guess we're picking nits over the weirdest. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. My question is just why invite the cameraman to your party? I totally agree. And why not have him place it at a specific angle 
if you want your cameraman to be there. Right. Well, and I want the, the shot key. from here. I want you to get me and my brother having a <laughs> was... candid conversation during dinner. Now, well, then he's dead. It's not like it's a time-sensitive yeah. shot. Oh, and there was the thing where they were like, <laughs> like, quick, get a shot of her boobs. <laughs> oh, for the network. Because yeah. the network wants to see boobs. <laughs> Apparently, it's a G-rated movie. So, all right. right. So Sheena shows up and rescues the shaman, and they escape into the jungle. The chimps tripping the guys coming through the door. <laughs> She's got those bare necessities. Those <laughs> the animals. This is the best part of the movie. People were hilarious. This is my favorite part of the entire movie. I watched this scene twice. <laughs> it was so, incredible. Correct those me if I'm wrong. Or apes. Um. Are, there are a lot of real zebras in these shots, but her zebra's a horse they painted, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's huge. Because you can't ride a zebra. Yeah, domesticating I mean, zebras, I guess. You can like is, a mule, but not like that rate yeah. of speed. You know, it's it's you know, an like, uphill battle, I guess. Okay. They're, they're, right. they're hard I, to train. It's like training a wolf. Like, you can do it, but it's just well, she more can talk challenging to him, than like, a dog. It, it, hey, can I ride your back? My spine's not really made for that. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Vic and Fletch follow after them in their jeep. Meanwhile, the prince and his band of mercenaries uh, arrive at the prison and decide to chase after Sheena and the shaman themselves. Uh, they, uh, oh, Vic and did, did we list the animals that that come to Sheena's aid? Because it's apes. Let's an see. Elephant. We've got the zebra, lion. Uh, Lions. She, no, no, and she has three, three main animals that have names. Marika is the zebra. Yeah, that Mar- she's close to. Chongo, um, Chongo the Ch- elephant. Chango. Yeah, and and Chongo is the monkey word for monkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to me. And the chimp is named Tiki. Yeah. They there are African words for all these animals. Yeah. yeah. The Lion King taught us that. Yeah. yeah. Instead, we're using a Polynesian term, a Spanish word for monkey. And uh, I have a friend named Marika, and it means the little one in Swiss. Which I She's just kept like, thinking, why? Uh, why do you keep using words you know I don't understand? <laughs> so Vic and Fletch catch up with Sheena. She, they meet some lions, and she puts them in a magic circle. What? Okay. Does she explain that? Well, I guess she doesn't really talk. What's with the magic circle? It's, it keeps mosquitoes out. It it keeps them safe. It it kept the rhino out. And the lions. Or or was the rhino another guard momentarily? I don't know. Maybe. No, some well, of the, the lions, lions were inside the circle with them. They were in the circle on the car, and they were like became loving companion lions. <laughs> they they were left behind to keep watch. What? Watching this movie, I just kept thinking, like, I would not want to act with lions. Like, fuck that. Just fuck that. No, no. thank you. Yeah. It's, no, yeah, I'm I, so... I I'm glad about that element of CGI now. Not just for the potential cruelty or mistreatment of animals, but yeah, exactly that. I mean, we've all seen videos of a totally calm bear that's just finally like, I'm fucking done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. Uh, I, I think of the opening scene in Nope with the chimp that yeah. kills yeah. everybody. You know, like, yeah. that shit they, happens. 
Animals can get sensory overload quite yeah. easily. No, I'm 100% behind CGI and animals altogether. And honestly, yeah. honestly, uh, uh, guns too at this point. Like, there's yeah. no reason oh, yeah. to have live rounds Ammo on a set all, yeah. ever. The yeah. whole thing with Alec yeah. Baldwin, like the 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 yep. the armor rust, the for rust. Yeah, yeah, for Rust, the dude from John Wick was like, "There's no reason for that. We have oh. zero, zero actual guns on this set." Yeah, they and with did guns zero and animals firing in all four of those movies, and there's no Uncanny Valley. You know, yeah. nobody who looks at a CGI rhino and is like, "That's not a fucking rhino." It's not like Tom Hanks and Polar Express. You know, yeah. like there's no we, excuse not to do it. We've seen we've been CGIing animals accurately since Jumanji. Yes, that's like, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like that was believable. I mean, Jurassic Park is a good example of that. <laughs> well, an H. Ventura goes to Africa. I mean, that was a real rhino that he emerges from. I got up and laughed in the theater. That was oh, one of the funniest I things. Think I think I might have I pissed myself when I saw up. that. I was like ten years old, man. There was definitely pee coming out of me when that happened. That uh, hand out of the back of his ass. So oh. it starts with the two fingers. Yeah. <laughs> And he's slowly working it, and then he, he's so naked and sweaty. It's like when Frank Reynolds comes out of the couch. Oh, my God, yes. Warthog, yes. yes. So, all right, the shaman dies. Sheena heads back to Vic and Fletch, and then the mercenaries show up. Oh, wait. While the shaman is dying, the elephant is digging the grave. Yeah. He's like, I want to get a head start on this. Because elephants are known for effective time management. <laughs> they are. Well, she, and she was like, she was like, she might survive in the elephant. It's like, well, either way, uh, you know, <laughs> I, you know, uh, it doesn't hurt I, to have a hole. I'm going to ask my answer question about this. They're going to put her in a hole in the ground. Why not put her on the back of the elephant and take her to the place where putting her in a hole in the ground keeps her alive? Well, I mean, I think because they're so far away, they don't think she'll survive the journey. But like, are they really that far away? I don't know. <laughs> Like, because we see a number of characters walk from the village to the, the city town that she's never been to. Yeah, like, how, which I understand. Well, but. and and that same okay, and like Sheena, Sheena made it there in one day. Yeah, when the shaman she's called the her telepathically to say, "I'm in jail. Come bail me out." <laughs> well, she, Sheena was camped bombs. out on the. Sheena was camped out on the edge of uh, Zimbuli territory. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Just yeah, they did. They showering did in waterfalls. <laughs> yeah, so much waterfall showering. So, all right. Anyways, um, so Vic and Sheena are going to head to uh, the Zambuli land. Fletch is going to head back to the city with the to get the footage of the murder, but he drops the cam- <laughs> that scene where the camera fell out of the Jeep. I was like, come on. Come on, Fletch. <laughs> oh, one but that, that scene is the setup for the very humorous scene to follow. Which was when... When the prince finds the camera oh, and, and throws, throws it, it into the, the air, air and they yeah. shoot it all together with their guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That's how a bunch of goons kill each other is by shooting in their shared direction at a thing in midair. <laughs> yeah, like when they're in a circle. <laughs> yeah, like they're literally in a circle and it's... Or the cops behind the cops. We've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah. That camera only had the footage of the prison breakout. Yeah. Yeah. And one night in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the the murder footage was already processed and and back in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was already released yeah. so okay yeah and Fletch arrives at his assistant's house who has the footage the two of them head to the assistant's childhood village to hide out while the uh, authorities who are now under the control of the prince look for them back in the wild Sheena and Vic uh, share a campfire overnight and then <laughs> Sheena walks bathes in another waterfall while Vic brushes his teeth with a stick. I liked yeah. how stupid he looked brushing his teeth with a stick, trying not to ogle her. I thought that was yeah. really fun. Honestly, I was like, this is interesting that he's not comfortable with her nudity. What yeah, I found also, interesting is that the concept of kissing does not exist in Africa. Oh, yeah. She's like, why did you put mouths are for talking? Why did you put ears on mine? Like, that a thing? Do they not kiss each other? I mean, there, there's right? there's some cultures that don't have kissing. I have no idea which cultures those are. Really? Like, uh, yeah. There, there's a couple like of the the ones where uh, they were like contacted in the 20th century that didn't have kissing, but I I can't remember if they were South America or what. Like, I don't know. Weird. How do you not accidentally stumble on that? Right. <laughs> at some point. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, he kisses Sheena. She gets confused about it. The mercenaries destroy a village that Sheena and Vic were heading to and <laughs> get themselves a helicopter as backup. There's apparently... That's... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say they've got one helicopter in Tagora. Uh, between the, the climbing up the tree scene... And the, the climbing down the cliff scene, uh, somewhere I wrote down Sheena, Queen of the Upskirts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and... Uh, yeah, he had a... Shots. What's his name? Blossom's dad, Vic Handsome, or Vic <laughs> Average. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he is he's a decent dude who is not staring up her skirt the entire time he's climbing. Sure. Which I thought was... I was like, that's an interesting choice that he's not like a total pervert. But it's clear that he's like, oh, oh, she's so attractive. I'm sweating under my collar. Ooh. Yeah, he was even <laughs> reticent to get in the water with her because she was. He was trying to be respectful. Yeah, of he's her trying space. to show off his. his he's not a creep. He's actually there's not really a creep in this, despite all the drama. <laughs> yeah, we get a little bit from the prince. A little yeah, bit. yeah, the royal. Like, I can do anything I want, and his wife's yeah, like, true. not with her. You can't. She's <laughs> all high fives <laughs> to the face. <laughs> She was also weirded out by his chest hair. Oh, yeah, she oh, was. Right. Yeah. Why do you have yeah, fur? I think that that yeah. was an interesting moment that they could have leaned a little bit further into showing that she's actually curious about him and attracted to him. That that definitely fell flat for me. Um, yeah. You know, she's never writing. seen she's never seen pink dick. You think she would have been like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Fletch plays poker. He drinks and considers whether he should go back to help Vic or and Sheena or leave the country. He decides to go help Vic and Sheena. Uh, Vic and Sheena get p- captured by the prince. Prince's girlfriend wants to throw Sheena out of a helicopter into one of the many waterfalls in which she is known to bathe in. While her She's very watch. familiar with chains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vic tells the prince about the film he has. That proves the king was murdered by him. And so the, the prince agrees to send him back to the city to get it and give it to the prince in return for leaving the Zambuli and Sheena alone. And then he slaps the prince in the face? Yeah. Uh, punches. Or punches uh, because in the, um, the, the prince was 
making sexual innuendo. Yeah. He's all, um, cause, show some respect. Because he's like, uh, uh, Vic, you know, wants her protected, and the prince is like, oh, you got lucky. Maybe you can give me some tips. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he's like, listen. Yeah, right. And he's been very... He's been very leering on on Sheena to the yeah. point where Princess Zonda is upset. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wants to throw her out. And he's like, <laughs> "Fuck this, snow bunny." Yeah. He's like, "Listen, it's one thing to uh, exploit an indigenous people for their resources. It's another thing to talk <laughs> smack about a white lady." <laughs> I've had all I can stand. <laughs> um. So the prince's girlfriend takes Sheena up in the helicopter. She's gonna throw her. Out of the helicopter into the waterfall, but Sheena telepathically calls a bunch of flamingos to attack the helicopter. <laughs> they look like lawn ornaments. They're just well, smacking his face. They take his eyes out. And we get a couple of shots at first of the flamingos. <laughs> predatory bird. Could you imagine and- being blinded by a flock of flamingos? Well, well, we, krill. <laughs> we see what looks like maybe real flamingos in the air or real birds in the air around a helicopter. And then a shot later, it's like a the, the worst composite. Like we placed an image over an image. Animated. And you, can see yeah. the, you can see the shadows behind them. Right. And they're all, they all kind of moving together. The yeah. Like also, yeah. How are they not all just killed by the helicopter? Sucked oh. into the vacuum. I forgot. We, Al, you're a scientist. When you have an active fire, a liquid fire, if you will, if you were to blow on that fire, would that put the fire out or would it stoke the fire? So say you have gasoline drums um, on the back of the truck. On the back of the truck. Say you have those, yeah. Tom? Yeah, I, I feel like it would not put it out. Yeah. I was surprised that scene didn't end with the truck blowing up and the helicopter blowing up, too, and ever, everyone going like, that was our only helicopter. Well, also, you, usually with chemicals, it's the fumes that ignite and usually burn off first. That's why you smother it. Yeah. Yeah. You, also, you also blow on it. Certainly not water. Yeah. yeah. Even that, the helicopter blades don't direct the wind directly underneath the helicopter. Kind of goes out and to the sides. Goes up, I thought. Like 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 a, a, like a ceiling. Like, like direct directly beneath uh, the helicopter seems like it would be like the least windy place around the helicopter. There's a cushion of air, basically. Yeah, and the and oh, the, chop, the chop is the around it a lot more. Oh no no we're talking about the no. the we're talking about the uh, about the flames in particular the fire it, it blow, they they push oh. they're pushing it down. blows it's, down it's it's creating a cushion of air so if you're landing okay. a helicopter it slows you down because the ground starts to push that air okay. oh I, I against yeah you a I was little thinking bit. of something else but, but I got but you. the I think that the flamingos would have been sucked down through the blades and we would have seen pink and blood yeah everywhere yeah. around pink them. flamingo blood yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I see the helicopter air and the gasoline. Yeah, yeah, it would have stoked. That I fire. think that could spread it. Yeah, it would not have put that fire out like a fucking. No, it wouldn't have put no. it out. Yeah, yeah, but so all right. Anyways, though, so then the countess dies and the helicopter crashes. Sheena jumps out though. The countess falls out of the helicopter. Just yeah. unceremoniously gets <laughs> tossed. Yeah, the the helicopter pitches. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yeah, she just falls out. But uh, <laughs> why does it pitch? Because flamingos because took the, flamingos. the dude's eyes. <laughs> flamingos eyes. pecked out his eyes. Yes. I don't even the know birds. that they have ridges or teeth. Like they're they mostly eat like fish and krill, krill right? Yeah. They eat a shrimp that's pink. That's why they're pink. Yeah. yeah. They have like um they have those like fine hairs like a whale does. Mm, like, yeah. I, I don't know what they I'm sure they could bite down on something, but they're just pecking. Well, see, they weren't really they're hair, they were just, just they're not they pecking, were using their, their heads horns as are, hammers. Like their this. horns are dull and they were basically, down. yeah, beating the dude with their face. They were hitting him. They can't pluck. <laughs> flamingos. Of all the birds to choose, flamingos. Like, yeah. So again, they fly, but not very high. I'm so baffled by that choice. <laughs> I loved yeah. it. Considering I it was beautiful. How many vultures? Was... How many vultures are on the savannah? Well, but vultures would make us think she's evil because they're not pink. They're not True. happy pink ladybirds. <laughs> that have just been pushed too far. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the flamingos was the largest flock in a nearby vicinity. <laughs> so, oh, we do see at, them in the, the later birds. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, she gives her people a big speech and leads them against the mercenaries. They kill all the mercenaries. Um, the prince ends up killing. This, this is the Ewok village. This is yeah. the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, absolutely. How does that thing manage to pluck your eyes out? We're looking at a picture of it. a flamingo. Not pluck, peck. <laughs> How does I, I it do call, that? I would call it hammer. It's They're pointy at the end, right? <laughs> no, it's round. At the very end? The very end. I mean, it's the just, bottom of the beak? It's where it curves all the way up. <laughs> where its mouth opens? That does look rounded in that picture. I don't oh, know. a matter of looks, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how flamingos kill a guy. Well, <laughs> well, in the scene, they're just smacking against his head. And so, then we yeah, see him eyeless. It, it, was he eyeless? Yeah. Yes. Did well, they take out It his was eyes? dripping down. It was like the goriest shadow it was, movie. It was blood. He's just being hammered to death. But it was specifically the he eyeballs. He had no eyes. The eyeballs. There were cavities. I, he had I no didn't eyes. notice that he had eye cavities. Well, so he did. <laughs> anyways, they kill the mercenaries. Sheena goes after the prince who drove off in his jeep. Um, she shoots him in the heart with an arrow, but she's about to be run over because his jeep's pointing at her when Vic arrives after he, uh, yeah, no, he he threw some guys out of his jeep that Whoa, was taking wait, him back to town. the whole jungle battle. Yeah, there was a jungle battle. They killed them all. We don't battle, have to go yeah. into all that, Al. Lions, watched- rhinos, zebras, chips, elephants. Oh, my. And the Zambuli tribe. Yeah, most of those don't live in the jungle. Yeah, Al, we're 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 over two hours now. We don't need to go too <laughs> deep into the jungle battle. I agree with Al. Let's go deeper into the jungle battle. Let's double down. Let's circle back. At least mention it. We don't have to. I did. Dive I it. said they fought the mercenaries and beat one. Rutger Hauer got stabbed in the neck by a guy and thrown off. The- he also begged for his life, which was interesting. Yeah. Oh, when he said the Nazi thing, I was just following oh, orders. Yeah. African tribesman. He was flight. in that Hitler movie. Yeah. Wally. Yeah. So, yeah, Vic comes back. He saves Shino after she shoots the prince in the heart by ramming his jeep into the prince's jeep. Um, he's badly burned. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> just- 
very badly burned. His weird comment at the end, like they say, when you get burned to death, you don't feel anything and you've got clarity. What? Okay. Some people, some what is happening believe. in this movie? Thanks, like, bro. That's, yeah, why, why the science lesson and not just like, this is it. This is it for me. I'm going to die. Thank you for saving me and spending all this time, whatever, whatevering. No, science lesson, exposition, yeah. bury him in all. Fucking stupid. No, yeah, we cut to Fletch arriving at the village to find Vic buried up to his neck in the magic dirt. <laughs> like so many 11-year-olds at the beach. Yes. <laughs> What do they do if your head's the part that's damaged? <laughs> Upside down, your feet are just sticking out. Put your ass on display. <laughs> my ass is fine. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, head. yeah. It's, like, well, you it's like a keg stand. They just hold your legs up. We've mentioned the nudity, but at the be- but but we get we get at the beginning the dude that was buried at the beginning who, by the way, looked really smug when they were pulling him out of the dirt. The dude at the yeah. beginning. Um, we got to we we saw his dick, and then we see Vic's ass at the end. We we get a little male nudity. <laughs> Not a, never enough male nudity. No, in these movies. no. I think there should be a law for every set of boobs we get a dick. In every there's movie. a lot more now. I've seen Jason Siegel's dick more than fucking <sighs> more than I Linda Cardellini. Has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stop watching that movie. <laughs> it's many movies. You think it's one movie? <laughs> I don't know. I have never seen them. Uh, 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 so, yeah, anyways. Uh, you're missing they, out, Al. Yeah. Apparently. They pull Fletch out. He's doing great. <laughs> we cut to him at the village. Or they pull Vic out of the dirt. I'm sorry, not Fletch. Vic's doing great. Uh, later on, <laughs> Vic and Fletch are hanging out at the village. And Sheena wants Vic to stay there. But um, he's going to take some dirt back to the outside world. But he realizes if he tells him where it comes from, the corporations will destroy her home. So yep. he's going to leave to do. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care why he's going to leave. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Yeah. They're on an airplane back. He listens to a recording. Well, they, they finally get their, uh, their, their private time. And uh, Vic tells her to put out the do not disturb leopard. <laughs> housekeeping yeah uh yeah we learn that yeah he records a farewell message and we learn that that was that they did indeed get busy do the wild thing knock the boots all the other 80s euphemisms in one position yeah then sheena takes a ride on her zebra horse through the jungle of the serengeti and <laughs> to that same acoustic jungle. guitar song that was used to introduce her when she was a naked kid that they played over the freeing the shaman from the prison that they played over the 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 action climax of the movie <laughs> the truck fight there was a truck fight in this movie there was a helicopter a crash <laughs> yeah yeah oh. so that's sheena Credits roll. That is 1984's Sheena. G-rated. PG. PG. Oh, PG. Yeah. Go see it with your grandma. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any 
other unanswered questions? I mean, probably. Like, yeah. I mean, but like stupid ones we've done, you know, uh, none of those animals live in the jungle. Oh, you know, India, Indian elephants live in the jungle. African elephants live on the savanna. Lions are never anywhere near it. Yeah, yeah. What, like, well, and then you've got chimpanzees and elephants and lions all together in the same place. And a zebra yeah. and flamingos, apparently. Well, I mean, like the zebra, flamingo, and, and elephant, like the African elephant, I can see that. And a lion. They all but fit like a together, chimpanzee, but they but have nothing not, to do with the jungle. Yeah, but not all of them where we are. It's weird. It's, right. I mean, it's no, it's an American. Primates learned pretty early that those savanna trees were not very protected. Yeah, they that's why they came early. down. That's, that lions, <laughs> lions hang, can go, can climb trees. So this isn't really an unanswered question about this movie, but I want to bring up the Flash again and this, <laughs> or not the Flash, Flash Gordon and this. Flash. What? Do we think that these will get a serious remake that will be successful? Do you think that this in particular? Would um, be remade and work. I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Doubt it. I this... think the younger generation is accustomed to a higher. You know, like they they want an Infinity Stone saga. Yeah. Forget forget about all the like uh, antiquities and all the like weird out of date shit. Like she can talk to animals. So yeah, <laughs> can she shoot lasers out of her eyes? Because that's where I'm at. Well, and and. Well, and and also, like the 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 overtones of imperialism are so heavy in this, even if it's not specifically sure. being addressed in this film. Yeah. Well, and I mean, why make this movie when you can make the woman king? Yeah, exactly. Like an actual movie with actual representation about actual culture and actual events that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Flash Gordon, though. Flash Gordon. That could possibly be, but Ming would have to be changed. Yeah. I, it would have to be, I think it would have to be funny. I don't think it could work as a, yeah. like, a serious uh, movie. Weirdly, like I could see Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, like where he is a foot, that's just off the top of my head, but he is I mean, a football player and he gets sucked into this. Yeah, I could, you know, I could see something like, like this working and being very self-aware of how racist it is kind of a Tropic Thunder take on Sheena mm. being in a Flash Gordon universe. Mm. It would you have know, just I taken think... one line in this movie, just one person going, you're the queen of the jungle? Like, Flesh I... or the people that didn't know her? Just like, well, wait a minute, you're the queen of the jungle? Or be like, was it the... Roger who asked, like, how did you become the queen of the jungle? How or, do you right. have an American You accent? represent this tribe? Or even better, like, you're the queen of the savannah? The queen of the jungle. Yeah. This <laughs> isn't the jungle. Yeah, anything. Yeah. I, I don't think she was, like, royalty queen. No. It's that she, she could didn't talk rule. to animals. She, she didn't rule the, the tribe. No. Yeah. As someone just said earlier. Queen. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, uh, not the queen of the tribe, no. But she can communicate the... with animals, so she's the queen of the jungle. Is she the queen of any jungle or just the jungle around? Just the mountains. jungle. So she goes. She goes to Thailand. She's the queen there. She, she's the queen of the of the Guns <laughs> N' Roses jungle. Yeah. <laughs> she's got fun and games, but watch out. Yeah. So, all right. I think that's that's, that's about that all we it. got on Sheena. Good Let's rank it. Oh no! That's, is this the queenest of the jungles? <laughs> no, it's actually not. I, think, I don't think. 
Is this not number one on our Queen of the Jungle list? Um, I'm not sure because we did. We, we did. We did. I, I would say that Shuri is a better Queen of the Jungle as Angela Bassett. That's true. Like, fair. They're a real royalty. Yeah. So, all right. That is it for Sheena. Next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're going to be doing Dick Tracy. Okay, that movie's bonkers. I am yeah. excited about this one. I am too. Because it's crazy. and it's It makes me so uncomfortable. There's there's recent Dick Tracy developments that are going to be fun to talk about. Are out. Huh. I like that movie. Okay. Or maybe... Or oh, did. probably not in the way you're thinking, Brian, but... Um, the, it it there has been technically recent Dick Tracy content which has allowed Warren Beatty to retain the rights. So you, wow. you say there's some Dick, dick Rising in the future? <laughs> there is. There is. It's it's the Dick. It's it's gonna say it's the it's the Dick War to be followed up by the Dick Game. <laughs> Bag of dicks. Oh. That's next week on Armless Phosphorescence. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. This has been your host, Throw Smiley. I'm going to go bury myself up to the neck in sand in order to heal from watching this movie. <laughs> hey, it's your favorite blonde gorilla, Josh Cece. <laughs> I'm Brian Lesh, and before you bury Throw, can somebody unbury me? <laughs> and I oh. am grenade-tossing chimpanzee, Alaric Weber. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see Sergeant Bananas reporting for duty. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.